When I was a girl, I had nightmares. I'd wake up and run to my parents. My father would get angry. Go back to sleep, face your fears. My grandfather was different. He told me stories about Kuzuri, his friend, who he met at the bottom of a room. He said Kuzuri was magical and saved his life. He said Kuzuri would protect me too as I slept in my bed. Who's Jean? Is she like you? What happened to her? She died. I killed her, along with the Kazuri. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. For the second time in two weeks, we are watching a movie from 2013, which I have seen once before and have very, very little recollection of. What was the other one? Kick-Ass? No, Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox. Oh, But that even less so than this one. Doesn't feel like from a specific time period. No, it does not. No, it does not. This also felt pretty timeless. Yeah, I agree. The Wolverine. Yes. So, yeah, we're talking about The Wolverine this week. Um, This kind of occupies in my opinion, a kind of weird space in the X-Men movie universe, coming in after the pretty maligned X-Men Origins Wolverine, which we've already discussed. Make sure you check out that episode if you haven't. Maligned Um, isn't bad. Yes, people did not like X-Men Origins Wolverine. And then on the other side, people really liked Logan. That's considered one of the best comic book movies. And I think the Wolverine definitely kind of has fallen through the cracks of comic book movie history. I feel like... The, they've erased this movie. Well, they did. It has low impact, too. Right. It's very much like just Logan being Logan, but it is so reliant on the end of X-Men The Last Stand, which is immediately erased kind of. by the end of the next movie. I well, mean, it's, it's just all the like Jean... a jumping off point. Sure. But like all the Jean Grey stuff, like that no longer matters. So like... I would argue the Jean Grey stuff could be taken out of this movie and it would make no difference. I yeah. don't understand why they did that, actually. Well, Just to connect it. I guess they needed a reason for him to be like away from the X-Men again. He likes being away. They could have just been like, well, there's no more X-Men. Like most of them died. But Well, no, I mean, it's fine because it is a, a direct sequel. I'm just saying... It has no bearing on the movie. No, it really doesn't. They just wanted to get her back for some flashbacks, maybe. Remind people that, yeah, it's still in the universe. You guys remember that movie? Yeah, I <laughs> seven, just thought it was Like weird. seven years ago? It is weird. Um, I, I have a feeling that this was a movie that went through like a lot of different reshoots and probably like reassessing where they wanted to take Logan's story after X-Men Origins didn't do so hot. Um I mentioned when we were watching that James Mangold directed this, who would also go on to direct Logan, and has also done like a lot of um, pretty celebrated movies like Ford versus Ferrari, and he's also doing the next Indiana Jones. Um, I don't think he was the original choice to do this. I think there was some actually really off-the-wall choices that had been floated initially, which made me think they were trying to do something like a little different. Um, as opposed to the, the previous X-Men spinoffs. Yeah, if, if I'm remembering correctly, the original director was Darren Aronofsky, who... Doesn't he do, like, really weird movies? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's done, like, The Fountain and Black Swan and Mother... Like, I have no idea how he was ever on the table for this. That would have been a very different movie. I would love to see, like, what he was going to do with that. Him doing a superhero movie would just be probably cool. Kind of probably in the Snyder darkness world, but, like, spookier. Yeah. Like... He could have done a Batman movie. Absolutely could have done a Batman movie. But it would have been really interesting to see, like, how his style would have applied to, to this. Because this, this movie, like, it spends most of its time not being super comic booky. 
And then it leans really into being comic booky in like yeah. the last third, for better or for worse. Um, but the concept's I, really dark. Like this family's fucked. Oh yeah, not not good. I had a note that I was like, no one here is winning Father of the Year awards or Fiance of the Year awards. Yeah, everyone is trying to kill their loved ones. I also saw that a uh, Christopher McQuarrie who directed um, the most recent. Mission Impossibles and wrote The Usual Suspects along other things. He wrote the original script for this. I don't think they used his script, though. Went through a lot of changes. I liked this movie, though. Me too. Um, yeah, I my first note, like, when we started, I was like, well, I know that we watched this. This is one of the ones that I think I saw. I And I think you were watching it for the first time, too, um, when we were in Wales Studying abroad, we had a lot of time to watch movies and TV shows. So I was like, oh, I've never watched uh, the X-Men movies. So we went ahead and Molly showed me all of them th- yeah, that but were out I up to that point. And uh, had, you seen, had you seen Days of Future Past? Um, I think part of it on TV. Because that was, we were doing all that like in early 2015. So uh, that would have been like pretty new. The Wolverine was still fairly new too. Um the things that I did remember were that it was Logan dealing with uh, him having to kill Jean Grey during The Last Stand. I remembered that it took place in Japan and the nuke flashback and that there was a giant uh, robotic samurai. <laughs> I forgot about the giant robotic samurai. Because I think uh, the one of the, yeah, one of the few things I do remember was like watching through and being like, oh yeah, okay, so we're doing like a more grounded approach this time like nothing crazy and then just being like oh okay <laughs> oh okay we're we have a robot samurai now and i mean i know um you know what, what's her name uh green was it professor green dr green, green uh was you know the most mutiny mutant out of all of them like by far she was literally a character out of the 90s batman movies yes she did not fit with the rest of this movie at all no, like character design, powers, acting, like, yeah, it was like she was lifted out of, I mean, for me, I was just like, she would have been at home, like in the first X-Men movie. I, I also had that note. Yeah. It, it just felt very out of place because there was another mutant, but it was very subtle. Yeah. She can just see, I feel like they could have actually done more with her and her power, but um, yeah, I, I wish they had done Dr. Green differently, like still have her and have her same powers, but like, I think they needed some more subtlety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, <laughs> they ran out of that for her character. Like yeah, it, it just, reminded me of like Poison Ivy from Yes. I the, per, yeah, from from Batman. I thought she could hang out with Toad. Yeah. Like, so I mean, you know, it's not it's not like it's a bad thing to have like a really goofy mutant. There's a lot of them out there, but it really conflicts with the rest of the tone also, until we get to Silver Samurai. Then it's right at home. I also like that they had this Japanese woman be a mutant, like, I didn't like that it was just, like, another white lady that they had. Like, it, they should have leaned more into, like, doing this movie in Japan. Like, and we're like, in we're yeah. in Japan. Yeah. And also, like, her character is just such, like, a non-character. Like, there was no need. Like, that whole plot was, like, cooking in the background, and then they revealed, and it's like, okay, like, I don't care, because, like, we haven't been, like, following this. I also felt like the family plot was, like, there was enough going on there that they could have just lumped in another person with, like, familial association. Or, yeah, like, literally just someone Japanese. But it kind of seemed like she was just, like, uh, like for hire mutant, kind of just, like, I want to, like, she probably is just, like, getting paid to, like, be the enforcer or something. I think my criticism, once again, was we spent way too much time with Hugh Jackman and didn't spend enough time with the rest of the plot. Like. Yeah. All of the family stuff, like the stuff with the dad, like we didn't ever get a scene with the dad without Logan there. Yeah. Like there were, they were not allowed to speak unless Logan was in the scene. Like that's what this movie felt like. There weren't, there could not be action scenes without him present. I get that it's his movie, but like there, there could have been a better utilization of like the plots and the characters. Yeah, I agree. I guess I didn't mind it so much because to me it kind of felt like we were seeing a bit of like uh like him trying to like grasp like the the extent of this situation that he's been 
brought into like completely blind. But I, I also did like that because I felt we we felt like him. Yeah. Like we didn't understand what was going on in the beginning of the movie. We're like, what's happening? So everyone's like, speaking Japanese. Right. Like, so like on one hand, there's that. But on the other hand, yeah, I wouldn't have been mad if we had had like some sort of flashback scene of just like the family politics at play and gotten an understanding of like where everyone's heads were at yeah. before he got there. Or even like what this company was. Yeah. It just seemed, yeah, it seemed like a very generic, just like, I mean, it kind of, for me, fits like the, uh, the bill of, you know, like the fortune 50 companies here that like, you know, the name of, but like barely, but they do like like a billion different things. We were like an hour and a half in before somebody said, this is the biggest company in Japan. (laughs) Yeah. Like before I was just like, he's just like a wealthy guy. They probably should have said it. But, like, when Logan first gets to Tokyo, they show, like, there's billboards everywhere. Uh, okay, and, it, like, so I think one of them, like, has his face on it. There was some subtlety so that like, I just missed. <laughs> I think so. It was Fair. whatever his... Fair uh, I, I forget what his last name was. It was Ichiro. But I you thought could. the company was something else. Yeah, yeah Shima or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, I did forget that we, like, opened with the Nagasaki flashback. Yeah. Which, like, I talked about it so much in X-Men Origins our episode, but like all of like the historical, uh, the historical montage that they used in that movie for the credits, I thought was really cool because for me, at least it's easy to forget just how long Logan has been around. Um, and you know, it's pretty wild that he was just like somehow, like we don't even know the whole story of how he ended up there in the first place right. as a POW. I guess he was just like in the military. Yeah. Without his brother. I mean, come on. Right. I feel like he should have known some Japanese. You you would think. He would have picked something up. Yeah, in his, like, thousands of years. Yeah. Just kidding, like... A couple hundred. A couple hundred. (laughs) But still, hey, that's more than most of us get. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I thought this was really cool, you know. Just give us, like, a little moment for for Logan to flex his power again. Because that man looked like Deadpool. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I didn't like that. I closed my eyes. It was pretty pretty gnarly. Um, I also... I had a note. I was like, well, I feel like this officer would be dead. Um, period. Uh, you know, oh, Logan, like, Logan did what he did, but and like, and then it was like, oh, he did have cancer. And then it was like, oh no. I mean, he kind of, he did, he did have right. Cancer. He actually did. Okay. I thought yeah. that that was like a, a fake thing, but yeah, I guess that it caught up with him later, but I was also like, this man is blind. Like he, he watched a nuclear explosion from like a couple miles away. <laughs> And did not blink. <laughs> but he's fine. And then we uh, we cut from that. That's introducing, unbeknownst to us, one of the main characters of the movie. And we get a glimpse at Logan's life in in the States. Back in the, uh, back in the snowy wilderness, much like oh, X- yeah, the original the X-Men almost. Yeah. Yeah, with a cocaine bear cameo, as you said. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I guess this was kind of, like, it's a way to enter it, but I also felt like it's kind of an allegory of this bear needing to be, like, put out of its misery because it's, like, slowly being poisoned to death. And, like, that's a little bit what's happening with the the old man. Yeah. I also got, like, a little bit of... It's another, like, reluctant mercy killing, like he had to do to Jean Grey. Well, he, yeah. Like he, like, he didn't want to do it. He said, Gene, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, don't make me do it. Fuck it. Now I have to do it again. And it's just a reminder of everything that he's grown out his beard and hair to forget. And we get a really great intro to Yukio. Yeah. I really like her intro into this. In the bar. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, like, was, her doing the sword. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, it's just, like, a different, a very different character for us. And she works as, like, a really great foil for Logan in this, especially because he's, like, extra grumpy in the beginning of the movie. I think they should have shown those guys dying a week later somehow. Yeah, I think so, too. I thought that was kind of an odd choice. We never actually get to see her power. Yeah. Which I thought was very odd. Yeah. That we never see her dreaming. <sighs> yeah, that's a that's an interesting point. I don't know, like, could they just not think of, like, an interesting way to, like, visualize it? You could it definitely to show it. do it. Yeah, I, I wonder why. Yeah, and I also realized that um, Yukio is used twice 
in the Fox X-Men universe because she also pops up in Deadpool 2. It's not her, it's not the same actor though. It's like a a teenage version of her. And I don't even remember how much she does in that movie, but she's definitely there. The only thing I remember from her in that movie is just being like, "Hi Wade." Like she does that every time <laughs> he's like at the X-Mansion. Um, my favorite line of this movie is when Huge Jackman says, who says I'm in pain? And it's like, <laughs> I'm hiding it so well. Like, he's so aghast that someone thinks that he is not doing so well. He's like, what What tipped you off? Yeah, like, like why what? would you say that? I'm fine. Walking around with 8,000 red flags on your back. Also, even before Jean Grey, you were not fine, my dude. He's like, unwell. He's in desperate need of therapy. <laughs> everyone else is just too afraid to say anything to him, so he thought everyone was just like, oh, you're good. I was thinking, though, I haven't obviously seen Logan. We've talked about that a lot. But I know generally the plot of, like, or, like, what they're the story they're telling with Logan and I was wondering because this movie deals so much with the possibility of him dying like how much does Logan call back to this movie because like that's why I feel like it's you it's erased from the history because like there should be more if they had really been thinking about it they should have like put some seeds down in this one yeah I agree I mean I don't know if anything gets called back but we'll definitely have to keep an eye out for it when we watch it but I'm leaning, and I don't remember, but I'm leaning towards no, because I think James Mangold was definitely, like, not interested in connecting Logan to the continuity at all. Like, I think there must have been, like, a bit of studio stuff for this movie to be like, hey, we had these other movies coming out. Like, what are you going to do? But I'm assuming when he was working on Logan, they were very much like, well... But it's his movie. Well... This one. Yeah, I know, I know. But I wonder if, like, he just, like, wasn't... The plot points that you know, would have been, like, relevant, like, if he was just, like, very hands-off, because he didn't write the script either. I don't know if he did for but Logan. But you have but... Yukio, like, why not yeah. utilize that? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, but it, from my recollection, Logan is just, like, pretty disconnected, but there might be, like, a line or two there. We'll have to, yeah, I have to make a mental note for myself. The other thing that I thought was interesting overall was like this idea of a Ronin because I didn't know that term and I only know it from Hawkeye. And so I was like, oh, it's a thing. Yeah. There's I mean, a reason why they he goes by Ronin. I actually didn't even like think about <laughs> the Hawkeye connection when they said it. Really? That's no, all I, I could think of. I was I like, oh, why. Ronin. And he's also um, a bad dude without a boss and he's aimless. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was cool. Just, just lost and chaotic. And we find him in Tokyo. Yes. Right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, it all makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And it's like, yeah, is uh, is is Wolverine's master Xavier? Oh, that's like what he needs. Yeah. Yeah. He's lost when he's not like under his watchful eye. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, also, like when he gets there, when Logan arrives in Tokyo... And they're like, you can't go in there looking like that. And they basically, like, he's being held down and cleaned. Like, I imagine how they, like, clean dogs at, like, animal shelters. I mean. Scrubbing it with a brush. He, I'm pretty sure it's in his contract that he has to show his bare ass in every movie. And we get the ass shot. Came through once again. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we we are getting, like, a lot of, um, like, little subtle expositions when he first arrives in Tokyo we have the the oncologist there who we later find out is Professor Green and she Dr. looks Dr. Green what is is Professor no that's not even a clue you thing that's Professor mystery. X probably uh, <laughs> I mean she might be a professor she's a, but she's a she's doctor. got her MD god damn it no, okay so <laughs> Dr. Green who before we even like see her without her uh medical mask off I'm like very sus like oh yeah they I mean, they like she's just hold blonde. her yeah strike one blonde <laughs> strike two green eyes green eyes very evil and that's it there doesn't even need to be a third high strike. ponytail high ponytail yeah okay that's all three that's the lethal combination I'm just saying you're not wrong um so the uh, one of my favorite like parts of the earlier sequence of the movie is the funeral scene. Which I'm a sucker for 
any sequence that like you can just tell that like something's off and you know they start with dr green is being super sus and just staring at people are piling in yeah also what's the security doing here they're horrible shit yeah they're not doing anything not even one check nope no one's no one's raising an eyebrow but i guess that's because the dad is behind it well half of it yeah yeah I guess they're being they're being paid to be a little lax on purpose. I don't know. I to be honest with you, at the end I was still like, all right, so who is responsible for what part of this scheme? Right, like the fiance wanted the yakuza mm-hmm. to kill her. Yeah, so he could become or no. So <laughs> I don't even know. Or let's let's No, out he the was story. working with <laughs> the dad and the dad wanted to kill her. So but he not would- by the, yeah. I don't know if the Yakuza was being hired by anybody or if they were just there because they don't like that the, family. I think that that may have been the case. Anyway, there's a lot going on. We had got a guy crouching on a roof, um, keeping a watchful eye, and yeah, I just, I just really like um, the kind of sequence where it like. Are you slowly, about, um, I'm still talking about the funeral. I know, but the guy on the roof is. That's um. Harada or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, like you know, he's he's up there, and everything just seems like there's an air of something is amiss, and then you know when it finally like pops off, things go crazy, and immediately Logan gets shot, like almost point blank in the tummy with a shotgun, and that shit was rough. And he's not healing. He's not healing. He's not healing. I thought that was for the was first time in hundreds of years. He's not really healing. good job of this movie to weaken him. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, you got to do it if it's going to be like this. Dependent on like this is kind of this movie is an exploration of like mortality, like not just for Logan but for right. everybody, and like the inescapability of death, like which is why Yuki is around. And she's like, I'm never wrong about when people are going to die. Um, so I, it would lose a lot of its weight. If every time he, you know, got a mortal injury, he would just shrug it off. And I, I, some just I, made it more interesting, like the fighting and stuff. Yeah, it did. And some people, when I was reading about this movie, thought it was a bit of a played out trope, not just for Logan, but for like a st- really strong superhero for it to be like a big, uh, you know, emotional plot point when they suddenly their healing powers aren't working as well, like for the Hulk or for Superman. But damn it, it worked well here. I think that was like one of the the best aspects of the movie was exploring that side of things. And Logan does the same thing. Um, And I will have to uh, make sure I I compare the two. Um, I liked the fun bullet. We just watched the movie Bullet Train. We did. Um, and I liked the fight on this bullet train of them, like, jumping up and down on the train. Like, yeah, like, between, because in the movie Bullet Train, uh, a lot of the fighting is happening inside the train. So getting it, getting it up there is obviously a pretty superhuman feat, but, like, him using his claws to hold on, and when he faked out that guy... And like fakes a jump, so the guy like slams himself into a one of those signs. I was like, oh, this is so fun. Yeah. And of course, every time they jump, they're like flying through the air at like hundreds of miles per hour. Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, what I didn't remember that at all. So when they got on the train, I was like, oh, please God, let there be a good fight sequence on this train. What a waste that would have been if not. I did call uh, Harado Hawkeye wannabe. Yeah, but he's good. He is good. I thought we were supposed to be shipping him with um, Marco. Marco? No. And then I was like, oh, never mind. He's, like, helping Dr. Green. His character was all over the place. Yeah, it seemed like he was, like, really down to just, like, do whatever. He was just a devotee. Yeah, until the end when he was, like... He wasn't trying to destabilize. They were... Well, yes. They were on Grandpa's team. Yes, correct. And he was, like, a good soldier for Grandpa. Yes, right. But. But also he, uh, devoted to Mariko. Yeah. He, he thought he was doing right by the family until yes. he didn't. <laughs> he was like, okay, uh, we've really stepped in it now. <laughs> I didn't ship Mariko and Logan. Uh, and Logan, neither do I. Um my first note I don't with think it was they like, had chemistry. I was like, are they like teasing romantic tension? Like, I think that's kind of weird. You can't like 
it, well, in my opinion, you have to kind of uh, sidestep any matter of like age right. when it comes to Logan, just no, like you would with like Captain America or Bucky. So I wasn't like say they're that. consenting adults, but uh, it is it, the whole thing is just kind of weird. I agree that the the chemistry is not really there. Yeah, it's more about that. I was just like, I don't see this. It kind of seemed like it was like circumstance. And then, of course, when Logan's like, I got to go at the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, so this was just like a hookup. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we're just traveling around and you got this nice ass house, so. If they were braver, they would have done a relationship between Mariko and um, Yukio. Yeah, that would have been really interesting. And, like, that's why she can't be, that's why they can't be together is because of like, all this, like, family stuff. Mm. So she's like, I have this fiance. <sighs> that would have been really good, actually. Because yeah. Shingen was also, like, a pretty, uh, like, thin character. We barely, like. The fiance? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he doesn't matter. Well, of course. I mean, yeah, he's just, like, a piece of shit. But, like, still. <laughs> um, also, like, before the uh, bullet train sequence at all, I just was thinking that the fact that this movie is set in Tokyo makes it really interesting. Like, this is a very uncommon setting for a comic book movie or a superhero movie. So many of them now are just set in somewhere in the U.S. or in D.C.'s case, like a metropolis or Maybe or London. Yeah, if we're lucky, we get that. Or, you know, you get something like Aquaman where we have like a Wakanda. A different, right. But, you know, I, I feel like this is pretty unexplored. And I really enjoyed that. Just like, yeah. as, just like purely from a visual standpoint. And like when they go to like that, like hotel, like a, a love hotel. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. It's like, that's like also a uniquely Japanese thing. So it was fun for them to be able to explore that. Um, that's not true. It's in Blue Valentine. They go to a place like that and it's oh. really sad. Of course it's really sad. You've that's, seen it. I know that movie is fucking horribly depressing. <laughs> And uh, also the the fight sequence that we already talked about um, when they're chasing after America when she's been kidnapped, that just like kept going, which I also yeah. thought was really cool. I was like, oh my God, like how long is this? And that was cool too. Yeah, I and like the fighting style is obviously different because it's like samurai yeah. and swords and stuff like that. Swords and extra, more, more bows and arrows later on. Um, I know that there's a unrated cut of this, which some people really like. Unrated? It was already is, pretty violent. Well, you know, Logan's rated R, and it's rated R because they never cut away from, like, uh, him using his claws and stuff. Okay. And they do, like, this movie, it mixes things up, but a lot of it is, like, someone gets, like, the claws in them, and then they just, like, fall over. Apparently, the unrated one, like, they just, like, up the blood, and there's also, like, some cut scenes and now I'm curious what those are. Um, Disney Plus doesn't put the alternate cuts of anything on there, so we didn't watch that one, but I'll have to check it out. Um, I think that Dr. Green is a bad actress. She is. like That's part of the reason why it doesn't work. She's not, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying what you're selling, Blondie. <laughs> you tell her. I also think, like, it's just, not only is she not a good actor, it's compared to everybody else here. I don't think they're all like incredible, but you have that on top of the way that she's she's playing a character that doesn't fit in this movie. Right. If she was surrounded by people that were also like playing it in like a pretty over the top corny way yeah. and have goofy like snake venom powers, great. But everyone else is just like sad and dealing with like family strife and she's there like spitting venom on people. Right. <laughs> like I'm getting I'm getting mixed and messages here. sticking her, here. like, nail into people. Yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, she feels like she should be, like, hanging out with Magneto in the first movie, for yes, sure. Yes, yes. And everyone would, everyone in 2001 would have been like, oh, this is, this is a super cool character. Okay, I did want to look up, oh, what site have I found myself on? I'm looking at the uh, extended cut. On moviecensorship.com. Oh, my. There's 65 alterations. Wow, there's just, like... Like, you can see some of this. Like, this one, the flashback in the beginning where he, like, kills Gene, quote-unquote. There's just, like, literally more blood on the sheets. Oh, <laughs> but there I was already quite a lot. There was. Um, a lot of it seems like that, but there are more... Oh, there's, like, an extended scene of him of Wolverine talking to Yoshida in the bunker after the nuke goes off. 
and it's just like a short exchange about like Logan telling him like how many wars he's fought in and things like that. Yeah, that's the other thing about um, Grandpa. What's his name? Uh, Yoshida. Yoshida, that's it. Um, is he's like, I know that you went out of it. Like, I know all this stuff about you. I'm like, you haven't seen him in whatever many years. Like, why are, why are we, like, accepting that this man knows anything about Logan today? Yeah. I, I reject that as a premise of this movie. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because a lot of assumptions are being made about their relationship and about, like, what we are expected to know. Well, also, it's, like, not wrong. Like, we we know that because we've been following him. And, mm-hmm. like, I think we're also led to believe that he's been keeping an eye on him. But yes. still, it's, like, Logan should be saying, you don't know me. Like... Right. Yeah, it's... it's And, you know, I don't know if any of these... um removed or alternate scenes in the extended cut deal with that at all. But definitely that's something that it feels like we missed. And that would have been an easy fix as well. Just be like, well, they've met up a couple times before, like in the last couple decades. And, you know, she knows what's going on with Logan and knows that he's been through some shit and has expressed remorse over being hundreds of years old and like right. just being tired of everything. But like, yeah, like you said, we know that as the audience, but there's no way, there's no reason to believe that he knows all that stuff too. We don't see it. And it doesn't sound like he's seen him since 1945. Right. That's what they make it seem like, so that makes even less sense. Um, It's buck wild that this dad once is going to kill his daughter. Right? Like, I don't think I, we've spent enough time on that. I genuinely thought I was like missing a piece of the puzzle because I was like, oh, no, there's some angle to this. Oh, no, no. He actually is just like, yep. Yeah, I'm I gonna, thought I'm like maybe kidnap her, like do something. Like I I knew there was like a nefarious plot, but like that's your daughter. Like that's that's rough. Also that's like for rough. they keep talking about like honor in this culture and it's like that is like the most dishonorable thing. Like yeah, I'm going to well, maybe my... not the most, but pretty dishonorable. Also like I'm pretty sure she has a mom. She's like on the steps at the funeral and he's like get in the car basically. And I'm like okay. <laughs> like we I wanted to spend more time with this fucked up family. Oh, it's bad. It's real bad. And, you know, we just watched John Wick yesterday, too. And there is a dad in that who basically is like, if you let me live, like, I'll tell you where my son is so you can go kill him. And, uh, you know, that's that's a little better. It was different. (laughs) It is different. The context is wildly different. Uh, I thought this was a little bit uh, knives out. You know, the wrong person is in the will. How far are you going to go to change that? Uh, Nobody in knives out was. Well, almost nobody in Knives Out was going was gonna to kill over it, but uh, it seems like that was the first choice <laughs> for this family. Straight to murder. Also, like, I forgot that, like, the grandpa was, like, a bad dude because I forgot about the end of this mm-hmm. movie. Which is a shame because, like, the, the brief moments that we get of him in Logan, like, because the, they cut back to the, the Nagasaki flashback later in the movie... And, you know, we, we get like a little bit about Yoshida's character when all of his like fellow officers are like committing seppuku and he doesn't do it. Right. Which is like, oh, well, that's that's something. But he's also the one that saves all of or tries to save all of the people that are being held. Right. He's there. like, don't shoot the prisoners. Like, yeah, we're getting and it makes you it makes it seem like he's he's a good person. Yeah. But uh, it's a real bummer. And then <laughs> I mean, he has this like, I'm kind of skipping ahead. Sorry. But um. He has this line that's like, I survived Nagasaki, so I should, so like I, I'll like survive this. Mm-hmm. Like I'll survive everything because I survived Nagasaki, which was like, and he's saying this to Logan, yeah. I think. And I'm like, and he recognizes that he only survived because of Logan, but he's like given this like immunity. <laughs> yeah. Which like, I feel like most people would be like, oh, I was given this like second chance at life in this moment. So I'm grateful for all of the days that I have, but it's so interesting to have someone be like, 
I'm grateful and I never want to give up my life now because I've gotten this like extra time. Yeah. They're like, well, I didn't die there. So why would I die? Why would I die ever? Like, yeah. Like, (laughs) which is insane. But also, yes, like you did through, thanks to Logan, live through like the most deadly weapon possible. Uh, But yeah, it's, yeah, it was just like the way that he interpreted that event was I think a lot different than Logan would have expected him to, or any of us would have expected him to, honestly. When um I think this is at the time when uh Mariko and Logan are like at their at the house in the South, which is a very cool place. Um and he keeps having these nightmares where he is like seeing Jean and then like wakes up and like sweating and calls out and stuff. And she's like asking like who's Jean and eventually he like tells her. But that made me wonder like were the events of X-Men The Last Stand, like, widely publicized? Because... No, I don't think like, so. It was, it was covered up, you think? Yeah. It, it just seemed well, like it would have been... Well, because it's on Alcatraz or something, or, yeah. like, Mile Island or... It was, it was Alcatraz. Yeah. But it just makes me wonder, like, I don't know what the what the news or media coverage is like in this, in this X-Men universe. Well, but they're like, very anti-mutants. Yeah, but that makes me think that that would have been, like... I mean, you know, maybe it was covered and they just didn't know I don't know think Mariko is, like, keeping up with... No, probably not. But not even for Mariko. That was just, like, a general question. Oh, like, yeah. we... All of the, like, mutant versus mutant dynamics that we see in the X-Men movies, it's pretty, like, centralized in America. Like, obviously, Magneto is not from America. But a lot of the conflicts... Neither is Xavier. But a lot of the conflicts, anyway, are happening there. Yes, just because that's where they're all based. Yes. And even like Days of Future Past is so U.S. centric because like yes. Trask is like an American businessman. It's always that, and I'm like, what's the deal outside of the U.S. with all of this stuff? Like, were there mutant conflicts mirroring those, like the X Men versus the Brotherhood of Mutants? We don't know. That's just something that's not really ever explored. We know that there's mutants that don't live there, but like, <laughs> what's what's the deal? You know, right? I just wonder. That's why we should have gotten more mutants that were in Japan. Yes. You're you're very correct. They should have just had like, well, we'll we'll get to the Silver Samurai talk. I have some opinions on that, and that could have been a moment for for more of that to be slotted in. I'm there. Oh, okay. Let me see if I have any other. Oh, well. So, um, the bit where Logan finds out about like these parasite things Ooh, that's like yeah. on his heart, and that's what's keeping his healing ability away. Um, I like. At first, when we see the CAT scan that uh, the the grandfather is, I already forgot his name. Um, you like see one of those. I swear, yeah, like on they're a in jars. Okay, yeah. So I was like, oh, like because I saw that earlier because they were like looking at all the screens and that's like on the side. I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> like, yeah, they're why in is like that jars. Here? I thought that was cool. Um, of course, the scene where he's cutting it out, pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, if any of you listeners out there have seen the movie Prometheus, there is a very Haven't similar seen scene. It. And that is way worse. That's from like the alien movies. Yeah, I was very uncomfortable. We can just leave it there. Yeah, but y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and uh, I think you already talked about how like we get the sword fights and stuff because we're in Tokyo. But the more that you were happening, I was like, like I'm, I'm game. And it's cool to do it with Wolverine because he's got his own built-in sword. Right? Yeah, it is so cool. <laughs> like, really just embrace it. More people with swords, please. Uh, but yes, now I am here. Uh, we have, we've arrived at the, like, where, this building is like the birthplace of this, like, family or something. Is that right? It's in his village, but he's, like, building this, like, lab, right. essentially. I also want to say, I saw this Reddit Very comment. Very Batman-y lab. Extremely. And also, like, just so tall. So many walkways, so many hazards. Someone pointed out on Reddit that we we are seeing this mural at their house. Yeah. That's like, oh, this is like a, a priceless, like this is like an old mural. Like it's like the story of all of our stuff. And then she just like fucking stabs a knife into it with the picture I of the thing on it. I think it's just like a mural. Like I don't think the mural itself is like ancient. Oh, okay. I You're mean, I didn't right. take You're it like right. that. But either way, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot that he, like, loses his claws. Well, it really doesn't matter, does it? Well, he gets his bones back. Yeah. But, yeah. like it's gross. I it's... prefer the metal. I also like that they... Me too. But they remind you of the bone claws 
Yes. Like intentionally at the beginning. I think so, yeah. Because they're like, oh, you you didn't think we were going to show you this again, did you? Yeah, pretty rough. And like I at first I was like, oh, maybe he only gets one set of claws cut off. No. He, he finishes the job. Yeah. Um, we also have like a very, very short and subtle reference to Kayla from X-Men Origins Wolverine. He's all over So I said place. that I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does that and Mariko's like, okay. Who's Kayla? <laughs> how many how many of your former lovers have you killed, Logan? Am I not safe here? Okay, he didn't kill her. I know. <laughs> but still. She faked her own death. Yes. <laughs> I, Obviously. That was, I mean, I, <laughs> he's like, I can't even begin to explain. <laughs> please, We're not on speaking Please terms. watch my previous movie. I, that's just, that's the one thing that they get. Like the one paltry, like, hey, yeah, we remember that movie. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, how else are you going to do any callbacks to that? Um, Her- Her- how do you say his name? Uh, Harada? Harato? Harada? He needs to pick a side. He does need to pick a side. He The whole last sequence, like, he spends all this time preventing Logan from getting there. And then goes upstairs and is like, oh, fuck. Like, dude, do you, like, have... Do you have a moral compass? Do you have a code? Do you just go along until you're like, uh-oh, I think <laughs> do he, a heel turn? He's, like, devoted to Maricos, so he doesn't, like, that is his moral compass. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. But he he And he, he made thinks some she's going to be pleased. Yes. At this plan. Which and that is Grandpa's coming back. Just, <laughs> just absurd. Like, yes. Finally, my grandpa's back in his giant samurai robot suit. And I don't have to run his company. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he gets got pretty pretty quickly after changing his mind on things. Also, so they do, they remind us that it's not acromantula. Is that what it's called? Adamantium. Adamantium. It, he What's already it? had the claw things. Yeah. And already could like heal himself without any... Antum. Adamantium. Adamantium. Yeah. So why do they have so much adamantium? Why is that? Why have they decided that's the key to surviving when he has been doing this without the adamantium forever? I think they just want it. I think they just want the adamantium. But that, his whole suit is made out of adamantium. I, I don't know if like the plan is for him to just like be in this suit permanently so no one could ever like trying to kill him i don't know if that's part of it he said like the just suit immune. is keeping me alive because it's made out of adamantium i don't know is it in are they intentionally misunderstanding why he is living this long? i don't think it's intent i don't think the story is like oh they got it wrong like i feel like the writers got it wrong <laughs> yeah because like that's the adamantium does not make him a mutant that was yeah he was born with a healing factor and the healing factor Naturally just keeps him alive. But then they were doing that, like, drilling into his nails thing to, like, yeah, suck gross. his I don't life know. force. I, look. Which I don't think mutant stuff works like that. No, like, I don't no, think you can no, transfer no. that power. Like, I think that that's was, a flaw of this movie. That was such a shitty plot thing where they're like, oh, yeah, we think it can be passed on. And I'm like, we never address this ever again. I This is where, like, I, I do feel like this movie really suffers in like the last, the last bit, um, which is, I feel like a very cliche thing to sing, uh, say about superhero movies now is like the third act problem, but this movie's definitely got a third act problem. Definitely. It like sacrifices all of the interesting stuff about the family drama and just replaces it with a giant sword wielding robot, which is on its own. Fine. <laughs> I think it's inherently corny. And then in this movie. Right. Like it's not an it's, Iron Man movie. It's very out of place. Yeah, exactly. Um, like it, they couldn't have found a way for for him to just be like, because I, I think they did some real character mix and matching here. I think Harada is known as the Silver Samurai in the comics. That makes and sense. I just, I wish there would have been a way where if they really wanted to commit, they already talked about the silver samurai armor. Like it's in the house and they, they're taught where it's in, you know, it's somewhere we see it. Like 
I would have preferred that if they had to do the story that they were going with, have the grandpa get like de-aged or whatever, and then have like, have him fight like as a person using like actual swords, like not in a giant robot, right. just like have a sword fight and have like Logan get like beaten down during it. Cause he's like fucking dying. And then, uh, and then they do Yukio and, um, Marika like save the day. Right. Like, if we didn't have the fucking mech suit, I feel like a lot of like the ridiculousness, even if like the whole crux of the plot, like stealing the healing ability, it would just be like lessened a little bit. Like right. that would be more acceptable. But they went like whole hog on like, <laughs> you know, they, they made a choice. I do like that America's the one that kills him. Yes, me too. I think that was like the Jean Grey and it's like the bear. Yes. We're getting some allegories we are. here. A lot of allegories. Yeah, no, I thought that was that was really good. Also, Dr. Green got a pretty brutal death. For yes. This. I thought she was just going to get, like, hung, and then she got hit with the counterweight going, like, 100 miles per hour. Yeah. I was like, woof. Um, I like to, you know, try and drill down on what the story is telling us. And I think it's that he's now not, He's, like, over this thing that happened with Gene. Because, like, they do another, like, you know, hallucination thing. And then he's, like, no, I'm going to talk back to you kind of moment. And I'm just, like, how did this movie help him get over Gene? Is it just because he fucks somebody? Like, what? (laughs) That's all it was. What does this movie have to? This is why I was, like, I don't get why they incorporated this whole Gene Grey thing into the movie other than just like, hey, this is a reminder because it doesn't feel connected at all. Well, I think what they were going for but maybe shied away from was uh, this movie begged for like more of an exploration of Logan like talking about like, do I want to die? Right. Like to like atone, like to be done with this and like atone for what I've done. Like I don't deserve to live. Right. And then when presented with, you know, that choice not really being made by him, being made for him and being on like the precipice of death being like, Oh, never mind. Like I, I don't actually want, like, I don't know what I want to do here, but I'm not ready to die. But I think he thinks death is a gift Mm -hmm. and that he deserves to live in this eternity of life. That is his pun. That is his punishment. How very Constantine. I mean, I think it is. No, I'm not kidding. Um, he says like, you don't want this. Like you don't want what I have. That's a curse. And yeah, he's, he's choosing to keep going even though he's miserable. Yeah. I guess it's just like, he doesn't want to like give up. Like his life path that he's on is like his. Yeah. So he's like, well. And maybe he's at a point now he thinks he can still atone for all the things he's done. Very Constantine. And like the, the last flashback of, um, him and Jean Grey and Jean Grey being like, well, like I'm all alone here. Like how sad right. there's a scene in the Punisher. That's really similar. Cause of course we all know what happens to the Punisher and like, well, the origin of the Punisher oh, yeah. is like his family getting killed and he's having like these kind of flashbacks, like with his wife and you know, what at moments when he's like on the brink of death and she's like, Oh, come join me. And then he has to be like, no, like I'm not like he wants to, but he's like, I'm not going to do that yet. Very similar. Um, my only other comment on the Gene Gary situation was that at least one of those, someone needs to make an edit with a pissed off looking James Marsden standing in the background. <laughs> like how the fuck do you get to have these sappy flashbacks about my love interest right. from the movies? Well, <laughs> he's dead too. You son of a bitch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he is with her. So she's not alone. Okay. She's with her husband. <laughs> she, she rolls back over in bed in the afterlife and he's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm right here. I wanted Logan to be like, you're not alone. You have, what's his name? You have, you have uh, Cyclops. You have Professor X. You have all the other <laughs> mutants that died. <laughs> like, why? Stop complaining. All the people you killed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, despite all of that, um, and despite, I think this movie made some missteps towards the end, but I... I do think it's a it's a good ending, and it like it leaves it open ended for Logan. Of course, um, I don't. Not even open ended. We know exactly. Well, 
Well, Somebody post, else is coming well, back. The post-credit scene, yeah. So let's talk about that. And uh, for for reference, just framing this like in where in universe at the time, it's been a long time since X Men: The Last Stand came out. So I thought it was interesting that they like brought this back and had like Logan comment on him like being alive because I feel like a I lot forgot of people, that he died. I was so like, what do you mean? I, I forgot to. So I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, so in for context, like I think this is the first time that these iterations of Magneto and Professor X have been on screen in like seven years, which is pretty cool. We get like a little um, tidbit about Trask. Like we see right. the Trask stuff on the screen, which I mean, I can only imagine like at this point, we knew the Days of Future Past was coming out. So X-Men fans, you know, I'm imagining even the ones that weren't huge Wolverine fans, when this post credit scene happened, were probably losing their shit because it's pretty cool. Like, you get, like, the telltale little, everything's, like, rising up a little bit. Like, you know Magneto's there. It's right. so cool. It is very fun. I just, yeah, I thought it was very a very spicy post-credit scene. And a little, like, corny, the way Magneto's, like, talking about, like, things are coming. Like, yeah, of course. Like, this is obviously sequel you. bait. But, like, and they never, <laughs> you know what? I have some modicum of respect for the fact that they just, like, to my knowledge, don't explain how Xavier like comes back as himself. They transfer his consciousness to like some guy in the hospital, right? It's just like a random person. And now it looks like him again. Well, part of that is the whole days of future past thing. Like they come back from, I thought this was like happening before. Well, I'll hold off on that until we watch days of future past. Cause I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know at what time at one point Wolverine's recruited. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to, yeah, be, be explained. I don't remember enough of days of, especially like the setup of days of oh, future. Oh, I don't. Past. Yeah, I don't remember the setup at all. I remember some of the stuff later, but I know they're like on a spaceship or like an airplane, and like they're doing like to try and get them to go into the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Elliot Page. Yeah, we'll get there in about a month, so have to have to remember that stuff too. But uh, I'm very excited to watch that. And this was um, this was a pleasant surprise. For a movie Watching that I had, yeah, for, yeah, I had forgotten a lot about this. And it I was think very enjoyable. I didn't feel that much about it the first time we saw. It. I kind of was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I think I did too. I was like, it was kind of, especially like, you know, not to say we've been watching the X Men movies. This is sandwiched in between. But when we were watching them the first time, I think we were like really like rapid firing them. And when you set this up against like some of the other like bigger movies, it does I think feel a little flat. But yeah. watching it on its own, it's it's enjoyable. Yeah. All right. Well, we're making our way towards Logan, surely, but s- slowly. Yeah, I think it's a... Uh, how many more X-Men movies do we have before we get to it? I think there's there's two in between. I think we have Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, Apocalypse. and then Logan. So please be patient. We'll get there eventually. It's going to be great. And until next time... We are... Out, out of, of the, the Superverse. superverse.